You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager 2023, and indeed many years before as well. With me today is Ruan Briot, and Ruan is in Georgia at the moment, and I have to say that I'm looking forward to this interview because it sort of looks back but also looks forward. Uh, the headline of the piece that Ruan sent me is a five-point checklist for your annual portfolio review. Do people do this, Ruan? Do people actually say, what happened last year? Let's see what happens this year, just because a number has changed from 2023 to 2024. How does it work? Yes, that's right, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, to answer your question, from a client perspective, I don't think that's something that really happens uh, every year. I think I think that's something that, that that sometimes, you know, takes a backseat. You've got, you know, when the new year starts, you've got all the you know, positive and the, the good New Year's resolutions in terms of health, and eating well, giving some attention to your finance and, and the most important stuff. But, you know, as you get busy and we just also discussed that, you know, January is almost done, that tends to take the back seat a bit. So from, from us at Brentus, we try and, you know, touch base with our clients every year and even throughout the year to really get down to this and, and do the, the requirement, the required adjustments, um, if, if anything, you know, transports failure. And I think, you know, the main reason being is this is a, it's, it's a very dynamic thing to manage, topic to manage from two perspectives. I think from, from a client, you know, themselves, your situation is ever changing. You know, when you, when you, when you get married, when you're young, when you start to have children or when they go to school or even leave school and go studying, your financial your financial situation is always on the you know, the goalposts are always moving. That's that's from the one side and also from the other side, you know, markets are always also dynamic, they're always changing. You know, you've got geopolitical events playing out, you've got reserve banks uh, speaking about rate cuts, tax change, all these things tend to have a, a very dynamic impact on the way that your portfolio is structured and also the allocations that you hold in your portfolio. Yes, of course, what we must understand here is that these sort of short-term events which you've just described do affect the long-term performance, but you don't want to fiddle with things just because it's... Uh, apparent that one particular politician in the United States might be the president in uh, eight, nine months' time doesn't mean to say that you should suddenly look at your portfolio. It's it's all to do with the long term. The the first point of your five points is portfolio performance. And you say the main reason to do an annual review is to see how your current investments are performing. Yeah, look back and say, well, this one was quite good. That one was very good. This one was mediocre. So that's the first point, isn't it? Portfolio performance review. Yes, no, that's that's 100% true, Lindsay. And I think the most important thing to note or to remember is to to look at the the, the performance, but not to simply have a you know have a viewpoint of throwing a certain allocation in your portfolio out the window if it haven't if it hasn't performed over one year. I think that's that's what that was the most important thing I wanted to get to is to to have a look at the portfolio, but you know you obviously. You have to keep in mind as to with what objectives the portfolio was built. I mean, you can have, you can have a look at, at various figures and the way it's calculated also plays a role in what you see in front of you. But I think it's important to, to keep in mind with what objectives the portfolio has been constructed. Obviously, you know, having a look at, at, at longer term historical performances, if there's a constant underperformance, you know, then it might be a good time to have a look at the reallocation. If you, if you look at the local financial market in South Africa, you know, the investment universe became so small that the investable assets that you that you that you 
can build into a portfolio has become so so limited. So I think you know they start the of a discussion around where is the exposure required or what exposure is required. Ruan, we're talking about uh, personal priorities now, and personal priorities means that maybe last year on this date you had a certain goal, a certain priority, but maybe this year it's changed. How important is it to get away from the markets and personalise your investments rather than just talk about markets all the time? How important is personal priority? Yes, Lindsay. Um, yes. You know, I mentioned earlier that every client's situation differs from another. And what we try and do at Brenters or the way we position, our, position ourselves in the market is we really try and build tailor-made portfolios for our clients, um, given the fact that, that every single client's got, got different objectives and different goals to meet. And I think that's why personal preference really plays a plays an important role in personal finance, for, and especially from an investment perspective. You know, your personal situation will determine the, the asset allocation or the asset splits in your portfolio, um, what level of risk you, you would like to include in the portfolio. And that's why it's, why it's important to not follow a one-size-fits-all investment strategy. I think it really comes down to, to understanding the client and the, and the client's requirements. Exactly. Longer term priorities is point number three. And this is your first paragraph in that point number three. It says, while it may sound like a contradiction, I advocate, that's you, I advocate for doing an annual short term review to ensure that your long term goals are still within reach. So short term leads to long term is what you're saying, I think. Exactly, yeah, and it, and, it, and it ties in with the first point that we discussed, you know, like when I said it's important to do annual reviews, but to not simply just throw the baby out with the bathwater in terms of one year underperformance, for example, I mean, but obviously you, you need to make uh, certain short or medium term adjustments to get the longer term performance, if that makes sense, so... I mean, uh, you have to keep your foot on the pedal, you know, all the time. Uh, like I say, you have to keep on determining whether you have the appropriate level of risk and the right exposure in terms of that risk in your portfolio. So I think it's important not to, to react uh, irrationally in terms of decision-making, but obviously the interim decision-making will, will determine your long-term outcome. Point number four, financial situation. And again, I'll read the first paragraph that you sent me. Your retirement investments cannot be seen in isolation because your ability and willingness to invest for the future is based on your current situation. Therefore, you suggest you should also look at the following two indicators of your financial health. This is where I hand over to you. Tell me about these two indicators, please. Yeah, firstly, I think, you know, saving saving is, is important. It's an it's a age-old uh, cliche or phrase that we that, that, that's slung around. But I think it, it holds even more truth as time goes on. You know, we're sitting with current high inflation levels globally. And I think that's where you really have to, to look at your budget and to see what you're actually saving. And it doesn't really mean only saving into a bank account or investing, you know, your, your, your surplus cash, but also to see what you're spending money on. I think, you know, it's important to save some money on, on you know, on various alternatives, um, where you go on holiday, you know, in, in terms of where do you stay, how do you get there, you know, the, the food that you, that, you, that, you, that you consume on a daily basis. You know, just, just shopping around for some alternatives to really um, get some more bang for your buck, as they say. Um, I think that's what that's one important aspect, and then also you know um, 
with inflation, you know, speaking of inflation, the interest rate environment that we're currently in takes a lot of investable cash or disposable cash from the average guy on the street. So, you know, I, uh, interest rate environment, you know, things are also going a bit more cutthroat. So that's really important to see where you can where you can save around the edges to make sure that you don't have to, to necessarily go into your portfolio for, for surplus income. Final point is a very important one, risk tolerance. How risky are you in, in your investments in your, in your life? You say the last factor to consider when doing your annual review is where you sit on the risk appetite scale, high, medium or low. Is it to do with age? Is it to do with the security of your job? Is it to do with just the way you lead your life? I don't know. What do you say to people? Do you actually sit down with someone and say, how, how risk averse or how much risk do you like to embrace in your portfolio? Is that what you say to, to prospective customers or clients rather, and existing clients? Risk is important, isn't it? No, most definitely, Lindsay. I mean, actually, I had this discussion this morning with the clients. You know, the, the, the textbook answer in, in Economics 101 or Investments 101 is higher risk, high returns, and, and vice versa. But I mean, it's, I think it's, it goes really a bit further than that into really understanding your own risk and, and, and determining your own levels of risk appetite. I mean, you have to understand where you're going towards and what your investment objectives are and also where you currently are in your, in your personal life, you know, especially from an age perspective and what i've seen in, in the industry is that the, the, there was a constant situation where my advisors um, especially some of the larger companies advisors would, would completely de-risk uh, an investor you know when i when i when i when i got when a person turns 60 or 65 and uh, our things these days are is you know people we've got a, we're sitting with a with a, with a population that grows older and older by the day so i think you know it's, it's important to to keep the, the right levels of risk throughout and not to de-risk your portfolio too soon i mean that's where people uh, investors normally run into into a situation where they run out of money you say finally at the end of point number five you say i advise booking time with your advisor to run through this five point checklist good idea and you also go on to say the best way to start off 2024 is first to see what 2023 delivered then you can plan on how to move forward from here an annual portfolio review is the best way to do just that and i hope a lot of people are now getting their portfolios out and phoning you up in the next couple of days ruan thank you very much for your insight that's ruan brid from brent Wealth in George, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.